guys, welcome back to another episode of Girls with Anxiety. I'm Heike and my lovely co-host Neg is out on maternity leave. But as always, she sends her love and she says hello and we miss you, Neg. Hope to see you soon. And as always, please subscribe, rate, review. It truly, truly does help us out a lot. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the GWA newsletter. You could find the link in our bio on Instagram at girlswanxietypodcast. And before we get into the episode, just wanted to give you a little update, a little recap of like how I'm doing, what I've been doing, a little beauty skincare fave update. Um, today, I'll be telling you about We The People. I think that's how you say it. And again, I'm not sponsored by by any of these brands that I share with you. These are just products that I really love and I use and they work for me and I just think it's fun to share with you guys. And if I ever have a sponsored ad, I will let you guys know. But right now, I am not getting paid. This is something that I truly love. Anyways, back to it. We the people, I... Just found out about them last summer. It is black-owned, female-owned, clean, sustainable. So you guys already know with all my shares with you guys, like that's right up my alley. I purchased their Featherweight Hydrating Body Gloss. It is on the expensive side. It is $65 for a 3.3 fluid ounce bottle but it is clean and sustainable and I will repurpose this bottle for something, put like a plant clipping or flowers in because it's so beautiful, but it is on the more expensive side. It's an oil that I don't use every day. I use it when I shave my legs. And, I've, and if I'm being honest, that's very far few between days right now. I am not shaving my legs on the regular, but I've really enjoyed this product has made my legs feel super silky smooth after I shave and I don't have to worry about razor razor burns or razor bumps afterwards. Um, they have a whole bunch of other product that you guys should check out if you're interested. I'll leave a link in my in the show notes or in or no I'll show I'll share on Instagram with you guys the the oil and the brand. But yeah, we the people way we we the people okay yes it's we the people sorry guys and what else is new school is great i've turned in my first project that was fun um had to cut out letters from a magazine and then glue them onto a piece of paper so that felt a little like i was back in first grade but it was fun it's nice to be able to look forward to something um and therapy is good I feel like after my therapy lines up with when our new episode comes out so it's like fresh to talk to you guys because I do therapy every other Friday um it's good she has suggested that maybe I consider taking Lexapro since 
I am unhashing and dealing and digging up past trauma and trying to heal from that. But she she has said that I think my anxiety and dep- depression that I have right now is blocking myself from healing. Um, I just don't know if I'm ready to go down that road of medication. And you guys know I'm a huge advocate for SSRIs if, if needed. Um, but I just don't know if, if I'm ready for that just yet. Therapy is new for me. If you guys have been listening from the beginning, you know, it's taken me a while to even go to therapy. So, um, yeah, it's something that I'm considering, but I just don't know if I'm, if I'm there yet. So I'll keep you guys updated on that. But I just want to share with you guys, you know, what I'm going through because I feel like you guys are my family, my friends, and I just, I just want to be honest and open with you. And, you know, when we started this podcast, like that, that's what we wanted to be honest and open all the time with you guys. So that's where I'm at. If anyone has any advice or words of wisdom they would like to send my way, please do. Our DMs are always open. You could always email us. But yeah, I would love to hear any feedback if you guys have any. Um, But the reason why she was suggesting also is because, and I've mentioned on here as well, that my PMS, like I, my moods during PMS lately have gone really low and I get really down and sad. And she, she just thinks that it's not fair for anyone to live that way with such like peaks and valleys of emotions, you know, so we'll see. I'm still thinking about it. It's new. It's fresh. It's Sunday right now. And I had therapy on Friday. So, you know, I'm just taking it day by day and I'm thinking about it, but we'll see. Um, But that's, yeah, I just wanted to update you guys about that. And Nothing else is really going on right now. Um, I am so excited for you guys to hear this episode with with Tessa. She is one of mine and Neg's dearest friends. Um, It's been so fun to be able to interview our friends. Um, There is more down in the pipeline that you'll be hearing from our other friends. Um, But yeah, I just think her story is something that people can relate to. If not all of her story, definitely some pieces of her story. We've all been through some sort of grief, heartbreak, and, you know, rebirthing of our new selves. Um, She was an open book and it was so nice to have her on. Um, So I hope you guys have a lovely Tuesday and you guys enjoy this episode. 
Um, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Today, I have the honor to have one of my best friends here, Tessa Rook. She is a kind and gentle soul who lights up any room she enters. Not only is Tessa my voice of reason on any topic I need guidance on, she is a shoulder to cry on when needed. When you're feeling down, she's the confidence boost you are looking for. And when you start to spiral with anxiety, she's the weighted blanket to make you feel grounded. She is someone who I look up to in a time of strength and hardship, and I admire her deeply. With that said, this is just the tip of the iceberg of how amazing this woman is. I am so happy to have you here, my Chuby. Welcome, Tessa. Hi, thank you so much. It's such an honor to be here. I'm so happy to have you on. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, I'm currently in Hawaii, so I can't really complain. Yeah, that's so nice. I'm so jealous. I know. I wish I could come visit, but how are you? I'm good, but this is about you. I'm great. Yeah, well, I tend to always... (laughs) care about the others rather than myself. It's hard to talk about myself. Uh, I know. Trust me, but I'm well. Thank you for asking. But yeah, tell of us a course. little bit about yourself. Alrighty. Well, I'm 29. I or, No, I'm 30. Oh, 30. oh, no. Oh, well, this year doesn't count, remember? Yeah, I did sure. celebrate my 30th birthday in Hawaii, but yeah. I still feel like I'm 29. Um, I moved out here in July. And I brought the cat and the dog, and we moved because my boyfriend got a job out here. And prior to that, I had quite the journey um, that had its ups and its downs and its tidal waves. But mm. I I couldn't be more happy, to be honest, just to be here and enjoying every single day. And I understand that I have, like, totally different stories than everyone else through the pandemic. But um I've been doing a lot of writing and reading and just filling up my time with stuff I never really used to. I've never had the time for. So, um, yeah, I'm a new aunt. That's really exciting. So my sister-in-law and brother had a baby girl, and that's an addition to my resume that I get to be an aunt, which is such a wild feeling to have, like, an extended blood little mm-hmm. little soul, which I feel like is mine. And her name's Stevie Lee, which is so cute because my name is Tessa Lee. So even though I'm not the godmother, I'm, you know, oh, it's all good. Okay. Yeah. Answer the best. <laughs> yes. I And uh, I've always wanted to be the cool aunt. Yeah. Well, that's oh. like a given. You're already like the cool aunt. Like the title's already there. <laughs> Um, but other than that, um, I absolutely love my cat and my dog. Uh, they're my babies. I mean, I know you know being a cat mm-hmm. mom is oh, yeah. the best. And I used to teach yoga. I don't teach yoga anymore, which is a good break. Um, what else about me? I mean, there's so much, but I mean, one of the many reasons why I asked you on GWA is because the last few years you've been through life transformation. Am I right? Like, You are correct. And I wanted you to share with us what you've learned along the way during the transformative period of your life. So 
honestly, um, my friendship with you is something that came throughout the years because of someone who I was dating and Mm -hmm. I was in that eight year relationship and I met such a good group of girls. Like I was living in Encinitas, moved up to St. Clemente and got way closer to you. So during that time, like it was really rocky and there was a lot of up and downs and, you know, it's interesting because throughout any relationship, like your friends are always there for you. Your friends are giving you advice. Your friends are supporting you. And whether or not you're like hearing it in that moment, like once you reach to a point where it's enough is enough, like either fizzles or it goes on longer. But during that time, like I didn't see anything, but like, I loved the group of friends that we had like that. You, you became my family. Like, Mm -hmm. I would see you daily. Like you lived right up the street from me. Like mm-hmm. those were the funnest times ever. But like subconsciously, like looking back, like I knew, I knew there was an end to that. Um, so what scared me the most was actually like losing those friends because the introduction was because of him mm-hmm. and to everyone else. So it was like a lot of my identity was that girl in that relationship who was friends with all of our mutual friends. So it was May, 2019, we broke up. And then shortly after, um, my dad had a stroke and he'd been sick for two and a half years already. And I, I immediately started going to therapy. I just knew I was like, I had already been, the saving grace for my family. Like the person who would go to when the caregiver would call me and be like, your dad, this, your dad, that, like I would show up. I would save the day. I would leave work. I would leave my house. Like I wasn't putting myself first. I wasn't putting the relationship first. I wasn't putting work first. Um, so I just knew I was like, I need tools. I need anything to prepare me for what is about to happen. So I started with therapy. So we broke up on May 3rd. 2019. A couple weeks later, my dad had a stroke. So then he, he couldn't speak anymore, which was like, you just question like, why now? Like the man can't eat already. He now can't speak. Um, and during that time, my ex was great. Like he showed up, he came and said goodbye to my dad. I did get feedback from others that I was like, way too nice that I wouldn't allow that to be happening, but they loved each other. And, um, it was really interesting for me to think about that. The two of them were like literally leaving me at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like these two like staple men in your life. Yeah. Like no longer, like I would say like rocks that you, had and and I think like yes some of the feedback you know I don't know if I was one of those people but I can't remember um but I don't think you would have been able to forgive yourself if you didn't allow that time with him and your dad to have peace and say goodbye to each other oh No. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. It was like, they almost had this like weird mutual agreement with Mm -hmm. each other. 
that it was time to let me go. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when I was, when I started going to therapy, uh, my therapist said like that death is actually easier than a breakup because there's one person who dies and they're no longer on this planet. You don't have to worry about where the where, whereabouts are. And then the person that you break up with or breaks up with you, <clears throat> they're still living and mm-hmm. going on about their life. And I sat in that and I was like, huh. I mean, they're both equally hard. They're both, to me at the time, they were both deaths. Like I just lost like two important people. Um, but then he was like, you know what? Your ex is making decisions that are best for him. Now you need to make, now you need to be doing the same for yourself. And like that set the tone mm-hmm. and I, I understood. And then shortly after, like not expecting anything, I was having fun. I was first time single in eight years. Um, online dating is a trip. It's very entertaining, but I wasn't taking it seriously. And what I found funny about it, that experience was there were so many people out there being like, why are you on this? Like, why are you on Hinge? Why are you on Bumble? And I'm like, I don't know. Why do you want to know? Like, what? Like, I didn't expect anything from it. I just wanted the experience. I was single. And I just thought, obviously, once you're single, that's just what you do. Yeah. And those were stepping stones. Like, while my dad was slowly declining, like, I'd be so proud of myself. Like, I'm going to go on a date tonight. Like the fact that I like actually got up, got ready, went to dinner, had drinks, met this person, even though I just didn't feel the connection. I was like, I'm proud of myself. Like it was those small little goals to get through that. I didn't want to just sit and wait around for what was going to happen. Like I hadn't, I had no control anymore. Exactly. And like, I mean, honestly, like San Clemente is like such a small town. So like, who are you going to like? You're going to go on a date with, like, one of our guy friends? Like, that's who we see at the bar. Like, obviously, you're going to use these dating platforms to, like, meet and mingle with new people. And, like, I mean. Yeah, I was, like, literally having my own Sex in the City episode. It was quite fun. I mean, I remember, like, I would drive to work and be like, okay, like, it's a new day. Let's hear this, like, new date that Tessa, like, went on. And I'd be like, wow, that's crazy. Like, I mean, honestly, like. If I was in your shoes, like, I wouldn't be brave enough to put myself out there like you did. You know, I I don't really know what came over me. Um, The day my ex and I broke up, I remember just packing his shit up in the car. And my sister-in-law came over to follow me because I was dropping his stuff off at his parents' house. And I'm driving and I'm, like, so upset. I don't even know what's happening. It's such a blur. And my car is packed to the brim. And I'm at this light on like the highway and I run into the car in front of me and I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. So it's like a one way each way. So we had to like come off to the side of the road and I get out of the car. She gets out of the car and I'm like, I'm so sorry. My boyfriend just broke up with me. I have all this shit in my car. And she's like, she gives me a hug. And she's like, I'm so sorry. She's like, okay, well, like, I mean, it doesn't really look like anything happened in my car. Like, let me just get your information just in case. And I was like, okay. And she's like, what's your name? I was like, Tessa. She's like, really? I was like, yeah. She's like, that's my name too. And I was like, 
<laughs> he was like, you have such a cute outfit on. I was like, so do you. So whoever that Tessa was, like, literally, it was, like, so serendipitous that I ran into the back of another Tessa. And for she sure. was just, like, giving me a hug for comfort. And I went out that night, and I continued to go out. And I I knew I had a lot of work to do to find myself again, like the new Tessa of not being in a relationship anymore and figuring out how I was going to move forward with knowing that my dad was soon going to pass. And it wasn't easy. Like there was plenty of nights where it was just me listening to sad music, drinking, writing, and just being. And I learned a lot from myself that like, I'm not someone who would always say, hi, I need help. Like I'm always there for my friends to give advice and to mm-hmm. comfort, but I'm not the one who's like high of anxiety. Help me. Mm-hmm. Because for me and my family, I was always the strong one. It wasn't easy for me to be like, Hey, I'm not feeling good about this. I'm really scared. Dad's going to die. Yeah. I mean, like you are like such the nurturer to your friends and family that I wouldn't say you put yourself on the back burner, but like kind of, and like, I don't think it was intentional. And I feel like if you did reach out and ask for help that you felt that maybe like your family would crumble because like you're the source of like strength. And if you're the one Mm -hmm. that's like asking for help, then like, oh no, what's going to happen to mom? If I'm the one asking for help, like who's going to carry on? And that's like, that's something right. so huge to carry on one's shoulder. Yeah. I mean, I, I never wanted to be perceived as weak and I didn't want to seem sad. And, you know, I, I was so hurt. Like I really couldn't believe that at this time of my life that, you know, not that I should get a pass. Oh, my dad's dying. Please don't break up with me. But it was like holy shit, this is happening and I got to get through it. And so I had fun, but I was still hurting tremendously. Um, therapy was interesting. He, I decided to go to a male therapist just because I wanted the black and white. Like I had gone to like female therapists before and they're always very cushiony about emotions and the sensitivity. And I just needed someone to give it to me straight. I was like, nope. I need someone to yank me out of this and tell me what I need to hear. And there were certain points where he, he really would hit home with me of like, you need to make the decisions that are best for you. Like he mm-hmm. has no obligation to you anymore. You have no obligation to him. It was, he was just planting the seed for me and I, I needed that. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I thought it was so interesting when you told me that you found a therapist, but you wanted a men's perspective because I think you were sort of lost with like, I wouldn't say the rug was pulled out under you when he broke up with you because you like you knew it was coming in some sort of way, but just like kind of put it on the back burner and just kind of like, no, we'll figure it out. But I, but when you told me you wanted a men's perspective and a men's therapist, a, a male therapist, because you wanted his perspective on like, maybe he'll give you some reasoning on to like why he left. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, that's like, so that's so interesting because I think you were trying to just like grasp at anything to find like, why, why, why? 
which is fine. I mean, like, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, intuitively, I knew why the whole time. Well, as much as it hurts now, yeah, I don't think that that was like front and center at the time. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I, I think guess. that was I was look I was looking for answers too, as uh, because both are very similar. They're parallel in personalities that the want that I wanted was them to care more about me mm-hmm. than me caring about them. Like mm-hmm. asking me how I am, how was my day? What are you up to? Like, how's your job? Like, mm-hmm. I don't even think my dad ever knew that I was like the new manager at the yoga studio. Mm-hmm. Like those types of questions never came up. Mm-hmm. Like the success in my career or my friendships really was never a priority for them to get to know that side of me. And I think that hurt. And when I would explain that, you know, it, it it came down to the personalities and their lifestyles and, and not to take a personal, like it had nothing to actually do with me. It had to do with them and that individual. Yeah. So that's why I really do think till this day that they had this weird alignment of letting me go at the same time. And it's been over a year now, which is wild. And so, again, I think uh, the universe works in mysterious ways where I was single. I don't give a fuck. I was just having fun. And I think that really helped me when I set the tone, like, I just have fun. Like, I don't fucking care. And uh, I remember... I was on my way home from like a wedding in Seattle in September and there was this really cute golden retriever on my plane. It was adorable. Like I would like peek through the aisle and I'm like, this golden retriever is looking back at me. And this guy had like messaged me back like, oh my God, how cute is that dog? And I had known him for a while. So I had known him since like grade school and then a couple weeks later, there was a photo he posted on his Instagram, and it was his dad holding uh, a case of White Claws. And I remember back in the day, I always thought his dad was so cute. So I was like, you know what? I sent a direct message to him, and I was like, God, your dad is such a foxy babe. <laughs> and then he was like, ha, ha, ha. Like, how the hell have you been? Like, what's up? And I knew he... He had been in a relationship because we were at that skate premiere at Ambition the night before my dad got really sick. Do you remember that night? Mm-hmm. 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 And uh, he was there. He was? And he was there. And so I saw him, and he was in a beanie. And growing up, he went by Bubba, and that was his name. And I was like, hey, Bubba. And he's like, hey. And I was like, what are you doing here? He's like, what are you doing here? I was like, quite the obvious, but yeah. nice to see you. <laughs> and he was in a relationship at the time, and so was I. And then um, all of a sudden when I sent that DM to him, he was single and I was single. And he's like, let's hang out. Let's catch up. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So that was October of 2019, which was – nothing I ever expected to happen. And then November came around 
and we went to his dad's like birthday dinner and I just remember like, oh shit. I don't know where this is going, but like I'm fucked up. I'm having fun. You're making me so happy. We just went and celebrated his dad's birthday. My dad's dying, so we're on our way home from dinner, and I was like, can we go get a drink? Can we go to Turks? He was like, yeah, sure. And I was like, you know, my dad's dying. Like, I really don't know how this is going to happen and what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, but – and he thought I was, like, pushing him away. And I was like, no. Like, I don't know what's going to happen to me when my my dad dies. Like, physically, emotionally, I just don't know. And I think that's when I really realized, like, I really like him. This is so unexpected. Like, I had, I'd been in a long-term relationship. I expected to be single for longer than, what, five months? And so he just came in, like, saving grace, truly. And the night my dad passed, he uh, I remember calling him, and he literally said my name like my dad did. And then he showed up to my house with a pack of White Claws and tequila. That was the first time we met my family. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Mm-hmm. That was the first time we met my family. And I – it was just like a, a breath of fresh air that, like, I didn't see coming at all. You know, I wasn't looking for it. And you know how they always say, like, you're when when you find love, it's not when you're looking for it. It's like when you've worked on yourself, when you love yourself, when, when you are having fun. And so um, after that, like, he was there for me day in and day out. And it was, it was a struggle still, just, like, losing my dad and dealing with everything after it, it, it it's nonstop. Mm-hmm. And then, um, the pandemic hit, he got offered a job in Hawaii and then he's like, come out. So now we're living in Hawaii. Which when you told me that you were about like that, this offer came up for him and that you were thinking about moving to Hawaii. I was like, fucking do it. Drop everything and do it. Like, this couldn't come at a better time. Like, if you need nurturing more than anything, like, right now is you to pack up your little studio in San Clemente because San Clemente, let's be real, like, love the place. But it has this weird, like, hypnotic hold on people that just, like, grabs you and it's really hard to break out of that bubble. I'm like, go, 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 go. And I'm so happy that you did. Like, I think it's honestly like Vicente and Hawaii have been like the greatest things that have happened to you. And I do think too, my dad had some sort of plan um, before he left. Like he held on for so long Mm -hmm. and it was almost like he was helping it in the works of like, making sure I was okay. Like my mom would talk to this, uh, this lady who would just like tell her these readings of like what my dad was thinking since my dad couldn't Mm -hmm. speak. And I really think he just like kind of set it up where it was like, he didn't need to worry about me anymore. And Mm -hmm. he like planted these little things that, cause he's not going to be there for like, 
my wedding, when I have kids, you know, and that was a really tough conversation with him to have with me. And thankfully we did have it. And I, I get sad thinking like he'll never be able to meet Vicente. It's, that's a really tough pill to swallow. I mean, there was one night we were on the couch and we were watching this cooking show in Vicente. They were cooking bologna sandwiches. And he's like, I love bologna. And I'm like crying. He's like, what's wrong? I was like, my dad loved bologna sandwiches too. He was like, yeah, they're really good. He's like, should I not, should I not talk about bologna? I was like, no, it's okay. But like, I don't know anyone else who loves bologna sandwiches. Like, what the hell? So those moments make me happy, but it makes me so sad that they'll never meet each other. You know, like it's such a weird feeling. It's a big hole, but then there's such big opportunities that have happened that I wish I could to share with my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, moving to Hawaii was a yes, yes, yes. There was no doubt in my mind. It was absolutely, I'm going. The hard part was quitting my job. Yeah, absolutely. They didn't want me to go. I had been there for basically seven years. And so I tried to quit three different times. And uh, finally, when they accepted that I was no longer going to be an employee, um, they didn't give me a goodbye party. They didn't give me a goodbye anything, which I'm not surprised. I was hurt, absolutely. For sure. I had to rewire my brain when I moved to Hawaii because I hadn't had a job since I was 15. Like I've always worked since I've been 15. Mm -hmm. So it was like, okay, Tessa, now you get to do you deal with your grief, be with yourself and do things that find you joy. And I remember like two weeks in, it was one night and I just, I looked over at Vicente. I was like, so what are your expectations of me while I'm here? And he looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, what? Like, do you want me to get a job? Like, he's like, do whatever makes you happy. Like, if you want to work, work. If you don't, don't. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> what? That's an option? Yeah. Like, I had been so used to working hard, basically get- the financial supporter and the housing and the cooking and the cleaning. Like I did not know what to do with myself when I got here. Like just be happy and don't work. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. No, hundred percent. I mean, that's, I feel like also like been a, like, I feel like everyone or a lot of people can relate to that feeling, especially during COVID because so many people have unfortunately lost their jobs or like were furloughed. So it was just like, what do I do now? And like a sense of like worthiness comes from work, unfortunately. Like a lot of people feel that way. Me especially, you know? So it's just like, what like what do I do now? Like I don't know how to function. Like kind of like a robot. And like I can totally relate to you because I am always like, oh, Jake, like sorry, like I'm going to get out of bed soon. And it's like, it's like eight o'clock and I'm like, I'm going to get out of bed soon. I'll make my coffee. And he's like, don't worry about it. Relax. Like, 
if I could be in bed right now, I would be too. Like, don't, I'm like, sorry, like I'll put normal clothes on one day again. He's like, don't worry about it. Like, stop like worrying about it. And it's like, these are our people. Like they love us no matter what. They want the best for us. And it's just hard when to like accept that. Well, because we put the pressure on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And even this morning, I woke up really early and he's like, what are you doing? Go back to bed. And I was like, but you're up and like, you're going to work and I want to have coffee with you. He's like, go back to bed. I'm like, "Uh, okay. (laughs) And then even in the beginning when you were like, so tell, tell us about yourself. It's like, it's crazy to think that my first instinct is to be like, to talk about my job or mm-hmm. to talk about my purpose with my animals or like it's so insane that we define ourselves by our work mm-hmm. or what our like I think I've gotten into more hobbies now so I it's nice that I'd be like oh I got to read and I got to write more like in this past six months but before that no I was a yoga studio manager I taught yoga yes but I dealt with a lot of other customer customer bullshit on the daily and serving Mm -hmm. others and it was exhausting yeah but I I I, that was the hardest part I think is breaking away that from that identity from a relationship from being my like a daughter to my dad and that was no longer and then like basically breaking up with my job too Mm -hmm. and then it's like okay who am I like when someone asks me, tell me about yourself. It's like, oh yeah, who am I? Well, I have a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I have a cat and I have a dog. <laughs> Boyfriend. I live in Hawaii. My dad died. I have three brothers, a mom. Yeah. Like, it's a very interesting question. Mm-hmm. It really is. It takes some thinking to be like, you know, like, who am I? Like, I know who I am. I know what I enjoy, but why do I always think I have to define myself by, like, what job I'm doing Mm -hmm. or what my next step is? Like, while I've been on Hawaii, everyone's like, so what are you doing? Are you going to find a job? I'm like, but then on the spot, I totally make up an answer. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get into real estate and do commercial real estate, and I'm writing. But why can't I just be like, my job is hanging out on the beach right now. And taking care of myself. Yeah. Surfing, reading, writing, focusing on me. That's my And job. cooking. I started to cook a lot more. I started to paint. I'm a painter now. It's amazing. I'm not really. I'm a shitty painter. But okay. don't worry. You'll get, you'll get something in the mail and be like, oh, this is cute. I know. I'm like, wait. I didn't know you were painting. Like, can you, like, send me <laughs> yeah. something, please? You'll have something coming soon. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. Okay, before I like lose this like train of thought or like not train of thought, but I just want, because we were talking about it before we started recording and I think it's so interesting, but something about you and your personality (laughs) and you just being so kind and open, you attract such interesting folks into your life or that Mm -hmm. 
or they're just like, or how should I say? They are so easily able to like spill their gut to you and like kind of sometimes maybe cross the line with yeah. you. And like one of them was your therapist. Totally. And what's interesting is that allegedly like my insurance didn't cover everything. And he told me I owed him like $600, but he hasn't contacted me because I think he knows he crossed the line. So, yeah. um, yeah, you know, and I'm trying to remember myself during that time because I was a very hurt, sad little girl going to his office. I'm just like sitting there in my yoga clothes. And I would, my brain works like this. So as I've said before, like, I really think the universe has helped manifest this new beginning for me. And so my ex and I broke up on May 3rd. My dad died on December 3rd. And then Vicente and I started, he officially asked me to be his girlfriend on January 3rd. And like, I'm just talking to my therapist like I'm talking to you, right? And he's like, and yeah, my favorite number is three. And I'm like, hmm? He's like, so your dad, your ex, Vicente, and me. And I'm like, why are you How does that in this? Yeah, because you like three? That doesn't get your three out of my business. Yeah, and there was like one time too, he was telling me like, I don't know why we're talking about like dates in therapy but he was like yeah it sounds like he just wanted he wants to get your hand his hand in your pants and I'm like huh what and he didn't tell he didn't tell me he was married for like the longest time like I knew he had kids um but he didn't tell me he was married for like the longest time and like I I'm I can't see far away so like there was pictures like behind his chair but like there was no pictures of his wife it was very strange, and he would say, I, I wish I wrote all the things that he said down, but he he was not wanting me to move to Hawaii. He was opposed to it. He was like, you shouldn't quit your job. You shouldn't do this much change after your dad died, after you had this breakup. Like, you should stay. I'm like, no, I'm well, going. Like, what was his reasoning behind that? Was there anything, or was it just like this empty, like, nonsense of, like, what he was spewing out? And first, that is so inappropriate. For a therapist to be saying things yeah. to me like that. He, he was coming from the place that after a death that you shouldn't like up and move so quickly or have too much change because like when, when, when you have a big loss, you shouldn't change so much, especially like you shouldn't quit your job and you shouldn't move. And I would try to express to him multiple times like how – unhappy I was at my job like Mm -hmm. truly like it was getting to the point where I was exhausted and like the way that I was being treated like when my dad died like I I still worked the week my dad died I tried to get time off when my dad died and my work was like meh so I don't know he he didn't want me to go he didn't and neither did my job like I remember talking to while I was quitting for my job and they were telling me that in their thirties, like they remember dating and yeah, it'd be cool to have like a girl come to Hawaii with me and just, I'd come to her 
her every day after work and you cook me dinner. He's like, so there's no, there's no ring. And I was like, no. And as I reflect back, like in those moments, like I wish I would have been more like blunt. Like, why are you asking me these questions? Like whose business is this? This is not your business. Like, especially like you're a boss of mine. Like how dare you like overstep those boundaries and like, why does there have to be a ring? Why can't I just go have fun? Even if like this is something that might not last a long time, which it is, but it's like, I'm right. I'm looking out for myself and I'm having a fun time. Who, why do I have to have a fucking ring? And so I said, no, there's no ring. And I go, but is there an offer letter? Are you going to give me anything that tells me like, you're going to offer me this job and this much more money. And he was like, no, I said, so there's no guarantee either way. I think I'm going to Hawaii. Yeah. Bye. Bye. It's like a weird thing that I don't know if it's my personality, but I, I am an open book. I'll, I'll shoot the shit raw. Yeah. Vulnerable. But it was like, once people found out my dad died, it was like, Oh, let me be a father figure. And it's like, I don't need one. Thanks. Yeah. I already had one. Thank you. Yeah. And I think I've parented myself enough these years that mm-hmm. I'm aware of what I need to do. And this was the first time. And I think prior to this past therapist, I'd gone to therapy in 2011. And, you know, she she taught me a lot. And she didn't want me to break up with her either, which was very weird. That's like something I have in common. <laughs> It's my therapist. They don't want to see me go. They don't want to see me graduate. But I do feel that I, there was a point where I felt like I needed to graduate. Mm-hmm. And she didn't like a lot of my yoga skills that I was, like, mixing into my therapy. And that was ultimately turning inward and knowing what was best for me. And she told me when – when you start to make decisions that are best for yourself and the people that are so used to you being like, yes, girl, and yes, I'll do this. And okay, no problem. I'll have that covered. They'll start to react to you because you're not doing what you used to do. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you have to train them to understand that you're going to make decisions that are slightly different, but it's because it's better for me, not better for you or the company. Because at the end of the day, like, there's no point of serving everyone else if you can't serve yourself. Exactly. Exactly. 100%. And that's, like, something really I feel like people have a really hard time trying, like, getting to that point. And once you do, it's like, aha moment. And then, like, mm-hmm. not like a fuck you thing, but it's kind of just like, wow, how how were you guys so easily able to, like, manipulate me and treat me this way when I've bent over backwards tenfold and this is how you treat me? But now that I'm standing up for myself, it's like you know what's best for me. Yeah, and, and – even now it's like you see like, oh yeah, I'm so happy for you. You're shining, you're glowing. It's like, you don't give a shit. Like Mm -hmm. you didn't want me to leave. Like, thank you for the comment. But like, it's a nice feeling to like eventually overcome the, the pleasing of other people and the acceptance of other people when you really just have to look out for yourself. 
and the opportunities that might have. Like, I know you feel the same way. It's like you left and you moved to LA. Mm -hmm. Like, change is weird. Change is hard to address to. But it's part of the growth process. And to be able to evolve, like, independently, whether you're in a relationship or not. Like, Mm -hmm. the relationship with yourself is the one that's going to be a constant. Yeah. 100%. And like, it's, yeah, like you were saying, like, change is part of the process of growth. And like, it hurts. It's scary. But like, for only such like a short amount of time, and then you're just like, in the groove of things, it's like, oh, it's scary to like, ride my bike without training wheels. But then without even thinking about it, you're riding this bike and you have no training wheels and you're like holy shit like look like look what I'm doing and so I mean that's how I feel every time I'm out surfing out here I'm like petrified in the water and I'm thinking about sharks and then I'm thinking about this wave crashing on me and crashing on me and crashing on me and I just get annihilated by the waves but then there's that one wave you stand up on you're like oh this is fucking cool like like, hell yeah (laughs) Like, but before that, I was fucking pissed. I was getting crushed by the waves. And then I was getting mad at Vicente because he's just trying to coach me in the water. And I'm like, listen to me. And then I like get up on a wave and I'm like, oh, wow, look what I'm doing. But it's the good. It's the bad. It's the ugly. Um, And that's what I think I've learned the most is just for so long, I was in it. Mm-hmm. I was paranoid. I was anxiety ridden of like, no matter what phone call I got from my mom or the caregiver, I was like, what happened to my dad? Or the unknown, what was going to happen after my breakup? And then the fear of quitting my job and being 30 and not having a job. But like, weirdly enough, when I was dating my ex, like, I had said countless times, like, I just want a six months break. Like, I finally want to be the one who's not working, mm-hmm. who's not providing. And when I moved out to Hawaii, I realized that. And I was like, oh shit, that's really weird. Because now it's happening. Mm-hmm. Like, you're it's living happening. in it. I'm living in it. And I never, and I guess for a while, like, I never thought I deserved it, which is sad. It's totally sad. It's hard to, like, be like, okay, I deserve something great. I don't mm-hmm. know why, why we have to be so hard on ourselves or, like, why we don't think we're deserving of something magical. I think it's because we get, like, content and we're in a comfort zone. Like, my job was a comfort zone. My studio was a comfort zone. And... There's not a lot of different challenges out there when you're just like living the same daily routine and going to work and reporting to who you need to report. And then once something tragic happens, whether it's a death or a breakup, it's like, now you're on your own. What are you going to do? But why do we always think if you're single, it's like you got to... provide for yourself like you have to provide for yourself no matter what relationship Mm -hmm. or not and I take pride in that I I think that that's something that I've learned like 
I want to have a purpose and I want to serve and I love making other people happy, whether that's with food or having a party or sending a text or, you know what I mean? Like I never want to be forgotten. So that's why it's like, I either wanted to become a teacher. That's why I became a yoga teacher to be able to change people's lives in a way that yoga teachers have changed my life and making people happy. Like you never know anyone's story Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Like why not make the time to be like, Oh my God, your outfit's so cute. Like Tessa, when the day of my breakup was like, your outfit's so cute. And I'm like, Oh my God, thank you. So it's yours. (laughs) like she didn't need to be that nice but she was that nice like I'll never forget that day like because she just took a moment instead of being like you just fucking hit my car she was just like oh my god your outfit's so cute I'm like oh my god thank you thank you (laughs) like hug me longer (laughs) hug me longer you know and I I don't know it's been a wild ride yeah For sure. And it's been so great to just, like, see you transform and, like, blossom into – I wouldn't say this, like, new person because, like, it's still, like, you. But Mm -hmm. in, like, I guess, like, a grown-up, confident, someone that knows what they want and is putting themselves first person. Yeah, I think I've shed some layers. Oh, for sure. (laughs) for sure I mean it's terrifying going through a breakup I mean like the sense of like community and comfort that you lose but I would Mm -hmm. have to say with our group of with our group of girlfriends it's a lot of ex-girlfriends from the boys that Mm -hmm. of the boys that we like dated or hung out with you know so it's like well, maybe if you guys didn't pick such cool girls, then we still wouldn't all be here. You know, like we've all Mm -hmm. like, I'm very grateful for our our group of girlfriends because like not all girls are very opening and welcoming to new girls. Totally. And like, we just keep collecting those girlfriends. I know. I mean, I'm so grateful for every single one of the girls. Like it's, it, it saved me a lot during that breakup, and secretly I had to work through not being girlfriend. It was being just Tessa, mm-hmm. and for several months I would always show up thinking like, oh, God, is everyone thinking like, oh, poor Tessa, she got broken up with, and oh, poor Tessa. And, but. I was the only one thinking that. Mm-hmm. Like, no one else thought, like, oh, this is the ex-girlfriend. No. Like, They're like, woohoo, Tess here. Yeah. And then we would, like, shoot the shit, and I would get great advice when I needed it, and we would have the most fun. And I needed to learn that I wasn't attached. No one else was thinking that I was attached to that identity. It was just me. Mm-hmm. And everyone else has gone through it one way or another, Mm -hmm. whether it was before the group or after the group. But, like, we still have our Christmases. We still have our Zoom calls Mm -hmm. through the pandemic. And I don't know. I'm I'm so grateful for what had happened 
did happen and is happening because I can't imagine my life without any of you guys. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And like with you saying like your dad like setting you up for like or like manifesting what your life has unfolded, it's almost like it was like a rip of a band-aid both at the same time. So you didn't have to go through heartbreak, heal, and then heartbreak again. It was just like, nope, this is just, sorry, like this is happening really close in the same year. You're feeling it really hard right now, but it's just going to make you stronger. And like, it's almost like a blessing that it happened so soon. From one another. Yeah, within six months. Yeah, it's like they both did me a favor. Mm-hmm. Because I, I'll be honest, I probably, you know, wouldn't have done anything. I would have, I was as is. Like, I was there to help. I was there to heal. I was there to save. And, and they knew that. Mm-hmm. And it, they both truly did me a favor of just like, okay, you know what, Tessa? We're going to tell you now, enough is enough. You go do you. Be free. Be free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you were mm-hmm. free. And you still are. I still am. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm so happy to have gotten this opportunity to just have a change of scenery mm-hmm. and get out of the current job I was slaving away at, even though it was yoga, but it was like administrative. It wasn't like the fun take two yoga classes a day anymore. I mean, to be honest, like I got so burnt out on yoga. Like I've hardly done yoga since I've been here. Yeah. You're busy surfing out in the way. (laughs) Busy surfing. Yeah. No, it, Hawaii is a very dreamy place to heal. Exactly. And what not like what a better place to have your six month or a year of just like break. Isn't Hawaii in paradise? I mean, talk to me like a year and a half ago. I never would have been like, yeah, I'm going to be living in Hawaii. Like that was never on my like. With a new boyfriend, with our animals, like I never saw this coming. And I'm pretty intuitive, I won't lie. But I never saw this coming. It's good. It's been great. I mean, I do miss my friends and my family, of course. So that's been hard. But um, this has been exactly what I needed. It was the medicine to just deal with the new Tessa and see what I want for the future. And I mean, even coming on this podcast, like it's not something I've ever done before. Well, thanks for coming. I mean, I, I was like, Oh, I have to have Tessa on. Like she has so many like, like milestones like happened to her that I think would be so informative for people to to listen and I feel like so many people can relate to like any part of your story or even all of it you know so it's just like I feel like it was yeah it's hard to talk about too you know like we I think we're all programmed to train 
ourselves to think about the good and not focus on the bad. But I think a deeper connection is when you're able to like talk about your, your struggles and the real shit that happens in life that they don't teach you in school. They don't teach you in school about death. They don't teach you in school about taxes. You know, there's a lot of shit that we can learn from each other, but we're so consumed with the daily grind and making money and having that title, you know, and once I was stripped away from the titles of like being a girlfriend, being a daughter, being a yoga studio manager, it was like, who are you left with? You. Exactly. Yeah. Just like, Tessa. And that's just, I don't know. I've, it's just so great. Like when, so I met Jake like six to eight months after I was in a long, long, not long terms by any means by like what you and your ex had it was like two and a half years but I thought I was going to be single for two years and then me because I was 20 and I was like I'll I'm not even gonna worry about a relationship I'm gonna have fun and that's when I was like the person that you have to love is yourself and I was just like in that mindset having fun I remember someone asked me so what do you do and I was like I just chill and my friend started laughing. He's like, that's amazing. Yes, you do. Like, yes. <laughs> and I was like, I just chill. And I'm like, I'm just chilling. And I'm just 20. And then, like, I met Jake. And I was like, oh, this wasn't supposed to happen right now. But it did because this right. thing, I was, like, at the peak of, like, me and finding myself and loving myself. And, like, this is me. Having fun. Yeah. This is me. Take it or leave it. Take it. I'm fucking crazy. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, crazy. But you love it, don't you? You want more. (laughs) So, and like, I've talked about it on this podcast so many times of like, I'm trying to find that, that piece of loving myself again, because I've lost it along the way. And it's not because I was like, in because I've been in this relationship for 12 years, it was I think it had to do something with like work and my sense of worth and self-esteem that I was just really like torn down a little bit, but absolutely, you know, I'm in therapy to work it out. I mean, think about it. You go to college and at 18, you're supposed to like declare a major. It's like when you're 18, you don't know what the fuck you want to do. And you were 20 when you met Jake. Like I was 20 also when I met my ex and it's like those pivotal years in your 20s like those are the times where you're supposed to like fuck up and figure out what you want what you don't want work school relationships like what makes you happy what doesn't makes you happy your negotiables and Mm non-negotiables so it's it's brilliant that like you've been able to navigate everything for the past 12 years it's a milestone and I'm blessed that I got to do what I got to do. But it's like, at the end of the day, your head hits the pillow and guess who you're with? That mind is your own. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you have to do what makes you happy. Like you see those memes, like all those cute, adorable ladies who are like, what's your advice? And it's like, I saw one for Valentine's day and it was like, (laughs) Dorothy said, she's like 93. She's like, let his mom have him. (laughs) 
don't deal with this bullshit. It's like, I hope to be one of those ladies who literally just gives it straight. Like, Mm -hmm. make yourself happy. Like, if you want something on Valentine's Day, send it to him. Be like, I want a cake. I want this piece of jewelry. Like, why not? Or buy it for yourself. Exactly. Like, that's what one thing when I, I don't know about you during that time when you met Jake, but I told myself, I was like, I had worked so hard in these short amount of months to be like putting myself first. Like, I was scared to lose that again because I had lost it for so many years because that's the type of person that I am. I'm such a nurturer. Mm -hmm. I was like, Tessie, you can't do that again. Like, you have to promise yourself to put yourself first, your wants, your needs. Because sometimes it is easy in a relationship to, like, put their needs first, which is normal, but there needs to be a balance. And, like, that's been the key moving out here is – Tasa finding balance and keeping that balance and working at that balance and not being like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's like, no, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of courage to just having that mindset of creating balance for yourself, for your relationship, for your friends, for your family. I mean, I feel so bad when I, I don't FaceTime you for a while or any of the other girls. And it's like, I'm not, I'm busy. I'm not working, but like, I'm busy taking care of myself. Why do I feel guilty? Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And like, no, I could totally relate to you on that too. I think it's hard because it's like, well, it goes back to, I'm not working. Why then? But what am I busy with? It's like, fucking laying in bed, enjoying myself, figuring my shit out. That's what I'm, that is. That takes up a lot of my time, okay? I'm trying to figure my shit out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, even when there's like a sunny day here and I'm not outside, I'm like, I need I need to do something, but I don't need to do anything. No. Yeah. I mean, Jake and I, and it hasn't, we don't say it anymore because it's like, well, the pandemic and there's like not much for us to do, but it's like, is it bad that we're just like hanging out on the couch and just relaxing? And then it's like, no, we're taking time for ourselves. We're recharging. We're regrouping. We've had a crazy week from work. Like, why are we giving us such a hard, like, why are we putting so so much pressure and giving and being so hard on ourselves for relaxing? It's because society like wants us to be like, this is, we're worth, this is our worth when we do this, 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 and this during this amount of time on this day. Yep. It's like, well, what if I just chilled on the couch? Like, isn't that something? Isn't that worthy enough of me taking time for myself to step back from the craziness? Mm-hmm. And being safe and being comfortable and why pressure yourself to wanting to do something you don't want to do? And if you just want to just chill, then that's okay. That's just, that goes back to like rewiring the brain. And that's a lot of work. It is. It is. It is. Miss Tessa, I had so much fun talking with you. Um, Before I let you go, I always ask our guests, this one question 
and it is, what would you tell your younger self? What would I tell my younger self? I would definitely tell my younger self to not worry about the people who don't like you. Mm-hmm. I think I spent too much time trying to figure that out and ultimately and mostly has to do with them, not you. Mm-hmm. And one thing my dad always used to tell me is, you know, what's the rush to grow up? You can do that all when you're older. And just enjoying being in the moment and not worrying about past or the future and just being you in the moment and doing what makes you happy and not, and worry less, just worry less. Absolutely. I love that. That's so beautiful. Thanks for sharing. Of course. Thanks for asking. And thanks so much for coming on. It was such a delight. I love you so much. I miss you so much. I love and miss you so much, too. And I'll talk to you later. All righty. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun. All right. Bye. Bye.